checking in live from the Los Angeles Sentinel newsroom. As America knows that Donald Trump has finally turned himself in and has been indicted on 37 counts of taking classified information from the White House. And they found the documents in his bathroom, around toilets, and all types of things. What we really want to talk about today is have an intergenerational conversation about how important this is to Black America, from millennials to Gen Zs to Xers. And I think it's important, too, for us to give a sense of, you know, what generation we come from, because I think that will also give us insight on just how Black Americans are feeling from being born from the 70s to current about this upcoming election and politics in general in this country. So I'll start first. I'm a 70s baby. I'm an 80s baby. I'm a 90s baby. I am the 90s. I'm a 2000s baby. Uh, Let's start with the first question, guys. How do you feel or what's your response to Donald Trump being arrested for the second time? (laughs) Um, I'll start with you, Aaron. Uh, I feel as though... I saw somebody in the hallway saying like, oh, Trump's going to go to jail for like 900 years. I'm like, that's not happening. I think that it's important enough that he gets indicted and goes to trial. But I think he just has like the the luck of the Irish. Like he's just not going to jail. I think that this is an attempt to try to get him on something because the other stuff he's done up to this point, they haven't been able to get him for. Not that, And I think they should go after him for it, but I don't think anything will come of it. I hope I'm wrong, but I don't think anything will happen. How about you, Denver? I think I think it's good to be able to see him be like something being done about the him 37 counts concealing. I think that it's good especially for the people who suffered from his presidency especially because you know a lot of people suffered from you know the policies him just being completely just a menace. Just yeah, just literally, literally, like my mom was saying, it's like he's a monster. Like, and I think it's a great thing that he's something is being done, and he needs to be locked away. I guess a part of me is like, okay, it's good that is justice being put down, but then at the same time, I'm also with, with you. Is like, ain't nothing really gonna happen. I feel like this is very on brand for America, having a former president be indicted on charges like this, and I'm not surprised. One of the things that I found interesting when he was arrested in New York, as well as today, is that they did take a mugshot. So we're not going to see Donald Trump with a number in front of him. That would be so cool, though. That's that's the Internet. My question, though, is if this would have been Barack Obama, do you think that he would have the same treatment? I think with Trump. The, the concern is that the people that are like, you know, the white nationalists and stuff, they'll use that picture as merchandising, as a means to recruit more people. So it's actually more powerful. Think about like the black people of the past that like had the jail thing. Like Martin Luther King's got a jail picture and like, well, like oh, has he a was jail standing picture. up for his rights by going to jail. It's like they're going to use the same thing for Trump if he gets a, a picture like that. So it's like, let's not do that. I don't think because Donald Trump, he's white and Barack is black. Those two categories don't get treated the same in America, point blank, period, no matter who you are. So you don't think he's going to serve jail time? Do you think it's a possibility? Heck, no, he's not serving jail time. I think <laughs> it could be a possibility, but it's not going to be long. Yeah, or he's yeah. going to get something real light, like a, I don't know, I don't know what they do. Slap probation. on the wrist. Yeah, like yeah, it's going to be something really, really, really small. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. I mean, I hope he goes to jail, but I don't think it's going to be any. And if he does go to jail, is he going to the penthouse jail? He's not going to the slammer. Yeah, because he's a fake president. It's too much of a threat on his life to put him in some place that's not bougie. Like, so. But what does that say about America when we think of how the prison system disenfranchises black men? On all levels, look at uh, Kwame Kilpatrick in Detroit. He was a former mayor. He served his time. He went to one of the worst prisons in the country. So why is it that he gets to have to serve this time like any other man? But we're saying Donald Trump doesn't have to do that. He should be treated differently. Why do you think that is? I think the people that are in charge of these prisons and jails, it's all white people. So it's just like... For black people, we're just another, okay, you know, you got to go. You have to go to the worst place. It's like for black people, we're just another statistic. But in the white people are the ones that are in charge, all these private prisons and all that stuff. It's just like they they could care less where we go, what our experiences is going to be in that jail. But it's Trump. They probably support Trump. So they're yeah. going to give Trump's, Trump's network alone is, is super powerful. Yeah. Um, when you think about what moves things is relationships you know what i'm saying especially in business trump's relationships are i'm sure his decks are like well especially in the legal system because he was president he he appointed a lot of judges not to say they're going to all like suddenly be anti the what the law says because it's trump but it's like he set a lot of people in place for that stuff to where if nothing else he can get a little bit leniency that's going to make a the trial probably take longer to actually start and then the punishment phase like i just don't see him not getting like a better deal than like an obama or somebody else would in that same situation and i think we have to look at the the prison system itself like Mm -hmm. it's for it's a profit you for, know, when they get prisoners, <laughs> it's for profit. Right. And so I think um, Trump can make more money for the people in charge of the system if he's outside of jail. All right. And so with that being said, we're looking at the 2024 election. We know that Donald Trump says no matter what happens, he's going to run. Do you guys think that he can be reelected? Yeah, I think he has a chance. I say, yeah, um, especially depending on who he runs against. Um, you well, see, it's going to be Joe Biden. I don't really know too much about Joe Biden in terms of what, how he's proactive in our community and how he's, you know, the policies that he's done to affect us in a positive. I don't, I haven't been keeping up. No, I think that's very interesting for Joe Biden to be coming up on his fourth year of presidency. And you're saying you don't know anything that he's done for us. You know how you usually hear, oh, Obama did this or so so did this. Even even Donald Trump. Donald Trump did this or whatever. It's like I haven't really heard nothing about what he's done. But um, I feel like Trump's network is, is huge. His following is huge. His supporters are huge. They're out there like right now. Um, so he definitely, yeah. yeah, he definitely has a chance. I think he has a chance too. I mean, when he first ran, we were like, oh, he's not going to win. And then we were like, wow, Trump is literally our president. Mm-hmm. So I think, I think he has a chance. And I think that especially even with the whole era when Trump was being elected, it showed everybody's true colors, like everybody and what they would support just because it's the Republican um, candidate. And I think he has a chance. I think that Republicans... They, their only other option is is him. And That's I what I liked about Trump, though. He exposed everything. That's what I like about Trump. He exposes everything. All the stuff that's going on in the White House, we found out about it. Stuff that we wasn't supposed to know. You know like what I'm saying? Example. Like example. him tweeting stuff. Like, oh, this, 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 and that. I mean, they was trying to control him and they couldn't. So in my eyes, it's like, 
you got like it's like America is receiving America. Like they're not receiving another puppet. They're receiving themselves. So that's how that's why I like Trump is because he went in there and exposed everything. That's you know. You say you like Trump. Would you vote for Trump? I mean, it depends on what the rap sheet is looking like. You know, who comparing the the statistics and the stats. You know, whatever makes sense, um, especially in the area of business. But I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't even, I don't vote. I haven't. You voted. bring up an interest, interesting point because Hit Strategies, which is a black-owned polling um, organization, have found data that says that Democrats are concerned about the black male voter because you guys are the ones that are on the fence and you feel just like you're saying. You don't think you can't even name something that Biden has done for our community. Aaron, how do you feel about uh, Donald Trump and just? the Democratic Party and, you know, who you would vote for? Oh, I think ultimately uh, they're all hypocrites. And I think that the media on both sides does a good job at painting the other side as negative because we could say, oh, like if I wanted to paint, for example, Trump in a positive light, I went to HBCU. He gave a bunch of money to HBCUs and Joe Biden was helping us get locked up back in the 90s. So I could spin this either way. Like neither person's the best or the worst. It's just how you're going to spin it. If I'm watching Fox, I'm going to say Trump's my guy. If I'm watching CNN, I'm going to say Biden's my guy. I think in the upcoming election, I think the last one, Joe Biden won because a lot of people were saying, I don't want to vote for Trump. It wasn't, I want to vote for Joe Biden. I think if he switches that strategy up to where he's able to promote more of the stuff that he's done, then people say, oh, I want to legitimately vote for him because he's done all this other stuff. And also, I like that there's been like three years of not turmoil in terms right. of the White House right. stuff. But I also, I'm also in spaces where Trump's people are still talking about how great he is and trying to get him elected. So it's like, it's a toss up. I think Joe could win, but I think if Trump becomes the nominee, that he's going to have to do a heck of a job to keep his position. Yeah. And, and I'll be honest, I voted for Kamala Harris. I didn't really vote for Joe Biden. She was on the ticket. He chose her. So I said, I'm going to vote for you. So I think that um, the Democratic Party has a, a huge problem on their hands. And which brings me to my next question. Do you think we need a third party? Do you think it's time now for us to stop picking Democrat and Republican and oh, yeah. we need an alternative? I, think, I mean, yeah. no, me personally, I'm, I just I had to renew my driver's license and I picked a new di- like party. I'm now independent. Uh-huh. You know, whatever that means. Why did you make that choice? Um, Because I didn't like the narrative that Democrats have. And I feel like as a black woman, I kind of... People assume I'm a Democrat. I don't want to be a Republican, so you know, I'd rather be independent. So, who, who in the independent ticket is somebody that you that you'd be following or, or hopefully uh, rooting to get to the final position? I'm not following anyone right now. Okay. What you're saying is is that you want other options, right? You just don't want the status quo. You don't want a Trump. You don't want to bite it. You want something new. Mm-hmm. I agree. With you. It's just, it, I guess, it just sucks because. Like, for example, Cornell West is like Cornell West. Yeah, he's running, which is just like, okay, yay, like a black candidate. But it's just like, it's. I guess it said he's running for the third party or what. I'm just like, don't nobody win the, the people's third party. party. Like, you know what I mean? But it's just like, nobody ever wins that. We still have all these older generations, all these older, older, older white people that are always going to be voting for the Republican Party or the Demo- Democrat Party until... You know, the generations start to lapse. I feel like we're not really even going to see that much of a change in like elections and voting. And it's like pulling teeth for people to go vote. I think it's complicated. It's hard, especially for young people, because 
especially we're the ones that are setting the tone for right. what our country is going to look like next. But we don't really have a voice mm. per se. So I, I feel like we kind of have to change that, though. Like, yeah, we do. Technology played a really big part in me voting our last presidential election. And I regret my vote. And I see how I was influenced by the media to vote a certain way. Who did you vote for? I voted for Biden. And you regret voting for him? Yes. So what does that say about 2024? What are you going to do? Well, so she's independent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm planning on taking a more, just a different approach to voting. You know, like I might, I should have voted for Kanye. That's how I feel. I agree with you, David. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not even saying that because I like Kanye as an artist. But it's just, he's been through so much. And for him to be making strides and changes that, in a way, it's like, okay, this is possible. Like, watching him um, get kicked out of his uh, Adidas deal, mm -hmm. you know, and then saying, like, yo, they locked up my bank account. This could happen to anybody. Mm -hmm. You know, a president would have done that, in my in my opinion. And it does and happen then, to yeah, so many people. Yeah, and so just the way that he's, like, he's, like, paving a new lane to me as an artist, as a creator, as a businessman, as so many things. He's paving such a new lane. You know, I feel like whatever he came up with would have been fly. Okay, Especially so I get that, but at the same time, like, he was also the same one that was up with Trump, you know, kicking with him. So I just, like... But, what's, but what do you not like about Trump? Because he doesn't take it seriously. I think that's my issue with Trump and Biden alike. I just feel like... And that's especially, why I like him. But I'm saying, but as a country, we... People are struggling. Like, right. look around us. Look where the Sentinel is. Look at the people we see going up and down the street. Like, right. we but, need but, to, but do you but, think about where we've been, though, since before Trump came I, into office? So I'll that's say this about thing. Trump. I mean, as far as his economics and things, I think that's debatable. But you can't get away from the fact that Trump is a white nationalist. He's yeah. a gaslighter. And when you look at what happened to our country on January 6th, to put that type of person back in office is detrimental to people of color. That's why I can't condone anything that Donald Trump does. Look at how he treated the Obamas. It's a history. It's a tradition that when the former president leaves, you put their portraits in the White House. You know why he didn't do it? That's called gaslighting because he was speaking to his base, which are white nationalists. The way that he talked about the former president said that he wasn't born in the United States. The way that he treated immigrants when he first got into office and just calling them illegal aliens. He's a gaslighter and he could be a great economic president, but the way he treats people of color, I just cannot. Yeah. See him getting back in office. I feel like he just ran to be president for the power, for the drama, for people to just want want him to be in office and to have this kind of pedestal. I can't condone anything Trump does either because it's like you're not taking this seriously. Like you have, like you're the president. You have people's lives in your hands. Right. You have people that need help, that need funding, that need support. Like. And the other day, I actually went to a, an environmental funding, uh, environmental justice roundtable that um, Congresswoman Kamal Gurdove hosted. And when I was there, she was just explaining all of the billions of dollars that they're giving for grants for local nonprofits. And all of that is stuff Biden did. I'm like, OK, one point for him. Like, you know, mm -hmm. and 
just the things that they're doing before he was in office, right. all that funding, it didn't make any kind of difference. It mm-hmm. didn't it didn't say, okay, we're gonna give you money to build land, we're gonna help you with the application grants. Like with Biden, this new environmental change act that he put in place, like it's actually gonna help. So I'm saying for me, we really need people that in office are gonna take it seriously. Like it's not just all yeah. fun and games and, and power like a basic, and money. Have a basic knowledge of this stuff yeah, too. He, just, and being he wouldn't know right countries, mind. he wouldn't know the names of people, he was like yeah. just tweeting all kinds of secrets and stuff. I mean, it's like that's, and that's giving secrets to our enemies and like telling people stuff that's classified for various reasons that we're not supposed to know about. Like that's a, that's a danger to the country. You know, we had to take it seriously. It does seem like it's not a joke. (laughs) It seems like he did, you know, want to kind of check it off his bucket list Mm -hmm. just to see if he could do it. I thought it was just for marketing. I thought it was just like, yeah. even if I lose, I'll have a bigger name. And then I'll, because I got all the way to like second place and then I can, I can work off that for life. You know, exactly. I was, I was always a winner just yeah, like Hillary does, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's right, a joke right. to them. And, and I think that as, as years go by, you know, most presidents' legacy is not really defined till 10 and 15 years when they're out, when they're out of office. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the things that Trump, has done and even looking at what's happening to him now with these classified yeah. documents. Only three years later. He's put <laughs> literally people's lives in danger that yeah. we are unaware of. We don't know if he used those documents for self-serving purposes, for Trump Enterprises, for Kushner Enterprises. You know, Ivanka and uh, Jared Kushner have been very quiet, mm-hmm. but they've benefited a lot off of the presidency. So yeah. I think time will tell. But before we wrap this up, 2024 election is coming up. What's most important to you? What are the issues that you care about that you want to see somebody in office use to work on your behalf? I'm going to start with you, Siobhan. Um, education, environment. And just, I think, the overall kind of history and character of the candidate. That's what I'm looking at. Roman? Um, if I'm being honest, I don't plan on paying attention to elections. At a very young age, I realized it didn't matter who was in the office. My community never changed. So once I found out that... I could take matters into my own hands and make an impact in my own community with what I have. I was like, well, what do we really need them for? Mm-hmm. Um, and I still believe that um, I've been able to make change in Lamar Park throughout. And I've been making change with people who aren't the president, you know, and we've been making a big difference, like Tech Lamar, for example. So I'm, I'm not really paying attention. I'm focused on local yeah what's, local in, what's in front local. of me I, I mean i can respect that for me it's student loans because mm-hmm. i want them to yeah. go away mm-hmm. and criminal justice reform i would love for the justice for george floyd act to to pass i would like for qualified immunity to go away for police officers and i would like for this nation to get rid of privatized prisons i think for me i'm definitely paying attention to education Um, I see so many of my friends struggling, especially with student loans. And I think this whole process this past year, people are like, oh, we're about to be forgiven. And then, oh, we're not forgiven. And it's just like to get into these big companies where you have to have a lot of education. So Mm -hmm. we feel like we have to go, like, let me go get my PhD, my master's, da, 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 da. So I'm paying attention to education. I'm also paying attention to environmental justice. I think that that's a really, really, really big issue, especially in the black community and where we reside all across the country, you know, these big corporations and, you know, putting big like mills and, you know, drilling oil right next to where people have to live. So I'm, 
I'm paying attention to that and climate change as well, because people seem to think that. I'm Aaron? Right. <laughs> uh, I was going to say that, too. I think I think a big thing is climate change. I think, you know, I moved to California 14 years ago and it was relatively sunny all the time and it's been cloudy and cold the last like year and a half almost. Mm-hmm. And we have the wildfires happening in various places and that's affecting things. When Trump was in office, he removed a lot of the environmental restrictions and things that would allow places to work with like he was he removed them so that way they could do something they wanted to do basically without any fear of restriction or, or uh, prosecution and stuff like that. They wanted to do a little bit more than they need to with the environment. But that that has had a backlash because now we're having all these things happen. Right. So I'd like to ideally I would get back to like doing that kind of stuff. Um, and I think also like trade trade stuff like, you know, people working with their hands. Things, I think there needs to be more money put into those kind of things because I think. Traditional education is a scam, and I think that you're talking about college. Well, yes, okay. I think college is a scam, and I think that that people that work with their hands don't get enough credit, but they're the ones that build this nation. But there's yeah. not a lot of money going towards that now, and that needs to happen. All right, Thanks. all right. So as you see, we have another conversation coming up, and we're going to talk about college versus trade. Um, but we thought it was very important to begin to have these intergenerational conversations as the 2024 election approaches so that you Democrats, you Republicans, you independents can know how we really feel and who we want to represent us in Congress and the White House and on local and state elections as well. We're the Sentinel News team and we'll talk to you soon. <laughs>